0: Hello all, thanks for tuning in to Millennial Perspectives. I'm Tony Tizisco. I'm Kyle Kekka. And I've already stated what our show is. So we're going to get going here. We're doing back-to-back episodes here uh, for our winter edition. This is episode two. Of our three-part special, so we're gonna get yeah. right into it. Uh, Kyle, what are we talking about today?
1: So we uh, we got a good rundown for you guys today. Uh, for our political segment, we are going to be talking about uh, a potential government shutdown. I'm scared. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah <kidding. laughs> it, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, and then we're gonna do our uh, you know our 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 tech updates and our music uh, that we. Uh, that we've come to appreciate. And then we're going to be talking about our thought of the day, which has to do
0: with the uh, leader of the free world, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, Oprah 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about a few of those things, so stay tuned for that. Uh, But, Kyle, tell us uh, a little bit about that government shutdown. Gladly. So um, on
1: January 19th, uh, the government could potentially shut down. Uh, Cue dark, gloomy music. Yes. (laughs) So... um, This is not an unfamiliar uh, position for our government and for the American people as a whole um, because of the political dysfunction that we've seen in the last decade. Uh, There have been numerous threats of the government shutting down, including an instance in October of 2013 when the government actually did shut down, uh, where funding for national parks and government employees did not get paid. They all went down the drain only for about two, two and a half weeks. Um. That happened all all the way back in 2013, five years ago now. It's crazy. Um, And on January 19th, we could be suffering the same fate. Uh, Republicans and Democrats could potentially shut down the government over over, uh, contradictions on what they want for funding for this year. And the Democrats want a deal uh, that involves uh, DACA. Because yeah. DACA was rescinded by President Trump several months ago, and uh, the Democrats on the left want a deal to happen where the fate for two million young immigrants uh, brought to the U.S. illegally as children—they want a deal for them to be done uh, by the time the uh, by the time the deadline comes around. And um, you know, honestly, a growing number of lawmakers on the left have announced, according to a Washington Post article uh, that was written on January 10th, they have announced that they do not want any support uh, for. Funding until the fate of DAC recipients is secured, yeah. and they seem to be, you know, and 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 they seem to be pretty hardball about it. They seem to be very adamant about it. They want a deal to be you know done before funding happens for the government. Um, and this is kind of a a role reversal kind of thing where, um, you know, for for so many years it had been the Republicans that have you know kind of taken the government hostage, you know, quote unquote, um, where you know they wanted their way, um, and then you know this both sides of it have to, you know, come to some kind of agreement and I think that's honestly kinda of sad. You know, because in this day and age when so many people are in their tribe, so to speak, where it's either you're on the left or you're on the right, you know, threats of government shutdown should not be, um, you know, taken lightly. You know, if you know, we're the most powerful government in the world and, you know, we should be taking our um, you, know, you know our obligations seriously, and you know for this to be you know a reoccurring theme for the American people to that you know to digest. I'm just not a fan of that. I just don't feel like it should you know happen every single you know term where at least you know a threat of a government shutdown is going to happen. Um, I just I just really don't like it on a fundamental level.
0: Um, I don't think anyone likes the idea of a government shutdown. Yeah. Um, so I think when we're talking about this, maybe uh, because I mean the government shutdown in principle is something that can't really be talked about in general but it's really about the funding mm-hmm. of what the democrats and the republicans really want and if you've seen that trump is basically out of the discussion um which you might like he's just going to sign whatever uh, i believe the senate or whatever for daca yeah it'll, um, it'll be it, interesting i think um when it, if we're talking specifically about daca i think the program has its goods and i think it has its bads um And they're also talking about trading DACA for the border wall, Mm -hmm. which I think will happen. Um, (laughs) The border wall is not going to. Well, they're already testing it. You know uh, that. They're already doing it. That's the proposition that they're doing. They're willing to make that sort of agreement there, um, which obviously I'm okay with. And I don't don't think that anyone thinks that the border wall is actually going to do anything. Let's just be real. I mean, will it stop some people? Sure. But a lot of these people are coming in from wherever, you know, wherever they're from. Uh, but the government shutdown, going back to that, I think uh, I think you're right. I don't think it should be taken lightly. I think that the government's kind of in uh, disarray, if so to speak, and they really need to kind of handle it down because, you know, um, though people know I voted for Trump, I don't support everything he does, and I don't really support um, a lot of the things the government does. There's a lot of policies he does, but I think that the government really needs to get a handle on what they're going to be doing because this kind of seems a little disorganized to me if you don't agree. I mean... With the funding and stuff like that, that's very important. Um, I don't know too much about it. You probably know a little bit more about it than I would. Um, but for funding, I think that's something that's crucial for the American people. I mean, what would you suggest that they would use that for? Well, I mean, you're obviously in support of DACA. Um,
1: yeah. So here's the thing. This this kind of development is so new that not a whole lot of information has like really come out about it because yeah. it's it's really it's really um, kind of taken like a rapid fire thing where. You know, for a lot of these instances, it really comes down to the wire for for a lot of times where, like, you know, the government, they really need the last minute in order to get something done.
0: Yeah, they only got, what, eight days now? Uh, Yeah, as of right now, they have eight days. I I think what's going to happen uh, is that they're just going to find something and pass it real quick just to prevent that. Yeah. And, I mean, to a degree, I think that that might be necessary just to make sure the government doesn't shut down. Yeah. But that you know, I mean, when it's your last resort line, you know, I think they probably should have done something before. Yeah. Um. But,
1: and also, I think the GOP should do this out of political necessity too, because they control all three chambers of government: the White House, the, um, uh, the House and the Senate. Hashtag, hashtag winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it would look really bad on their part if they didn't get something done. Yeah, I you, mean, you know, because they, they do yeah. control, you know, the government per se. And um, I just don't think that it'd be politically smart for them to force a shutdown. Um,
0: no, I don't agree at all. And, and, and-
1: you know, and, and honestly, I think that something for, you know, regarding DACA should be done. I was not a fan of, of Trump. Taking DACA away at all, I think it was kind of immoral. But that that that's more of a different thing. Yeah, it's a that,
0: different uh, discussion. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think that something should be done though about those two million uh, children though, because I, because what's their fate gonna be? It's it's unfair to them. Because I
0: think that when it comes to DACA, I think done. that's complicated. And I you know, as someone who leans more right, I have been asked that question like, because you are correct. You know, if we're going to go a little bit towards DACA here, if that's, you know, with the funding, because that's really what's based on currently. Mm-hmm. That's really what they're working on. Yeah. The, I do not blame the children of, uh, of the DACA program for following their parents when they were young and coming over the border. As people know, I do have a problem with illegal immigration. And actually, fun fact, illegal immigration is at a 45 year low, which is good, um, Illegal immigration. So just don't. <laughs> get you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that some form of DACA probably should be in place for situations like that. I do not like the current system that was in place, but there is there comes to a point where you can't blame someone who's four, five, six, seven years old for following their parents. I mean, I did it. You know, I, I everyone does it. You don't know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's kind of like controversial for coming out of like my mouth as conservative, but I do. There's a lot of problems I have with the current DACA system, and I really hope that they come to a solution with that. Uh, but with that government shutdown, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. I just really hope they come to a solution with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything you would like to add um, with that, even though there, there's not much more to say because of the detail. Like you said, there's the details are very minute, I guess yeah. you would say. No, um, yeah, no. I, I. Um, you know, as someone
1: who leans left and someone who is a registered... Uh, you know, voter on the left. I just think that <laughs> 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 registered voters. Yeah. I just think that something has to be done. Um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not one for the government shutting down. I think it's stupid if you know, for something like that to ever happen. It just shows the immaturity of Washington, I think in, in my opinion. And, yeah. and and you know the popularity of the government is already at an all time low and they don't need to oh, they the, don't they oh, need yeah. any more problems. I mean
0: I could agree with that. I just don't agree with the popular vote. Yeah. But um I, I'm not a fan of Government like that, but um, there's not really much. Do you have anything else to add? Well,
1: I, I just think my last point is that both sides can lose a lot here because oh. I think that it would be very bad press for the GOP, but it would also be very bad for the Democrats too. It would be bad for everyone because the Democrats, if they're painted, and this wouldn't really be true, but if they were painted as, as the party that you know shut the government down over something like DACA, which I think is very very important, um, you know, because the government was shut down once over Obamacare, and I think. I didn't really support the, the Republican stance on that back then, and I don't really support it now. That's for a different thing. Um, but I think that for now, something has to be done, too, because if the Democrats are painted as the party that shut down the government, that, I mean, this is a midterm election year. Yeah. And as someone who is obviously biased towards the left, there are, there are seats opening up in the House. There are a few seats opening on the Senate, and this could be a year— much mm-hmm. like 2010, when the conservatives took over the government, really, like in you know in the, in the Tea Party Revolution of 2010, this could be something like that. This could be a window of opportunity for for the Democrats. And I right. know you
0: wouldn't you wouldn't agree well, with obviously. that. Well, but here's the thing, you know, it's not about how many. I typically, uh, political wise, I you know I'm conservative. I think the problem is is that people just like to stay in one lane and they don't like to. You know, switch over and see the other side. And that's what, like we we stated in our uh, first episode, um, this could affect a lot of people. It could. And, you know, I think people need to stop looking at the, it's, oh, it's Republican, oh, it's Democrat. It's like, hey, you know what, we have ideas on both sides. Maybe we can come together and come up with one great idea. That helps the American people, and I think that's really what the problem is. Um, but I think you're completely right that this could hurt a lot of people, or not hurt, but like it could affect a lot of people. Um, and we, de- I think we agree. We don't, w- no one wants the government to shut down. No. So, um, but with that. Um, Unless there's anything else we're gonna add, we're gonna move on to uh, some tech. Yeah. Uh, that we have. So you've done. Some, I don't even know what you, I don't know what you have. We do our own research. I don't even. know. <laughs> I don't pay attention to what you do. What, what do you What do you got for our uh, tech Kyle? Yeah. So um, this really um, this
1: truly caught my eye. I mean, I think I think Did headphones. You get it back? What? <laughs> <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> I think that. Um, this will, this will really catch a lot of people's attention once it becomes more popular. Um, I, I I think as te- um as innovation uh, technology have increased over the last couple of years and they're bound to increase a lot more in the future. Um, talk about one thousand uh, dollar headphones. Oh my god! One thousand dollar headphones um, they might as well be. So it's a it's a tech company called AKG, and they are releasing new uh, one thousand dollar in ear headphones that resemble Bluetooth headphones, and they promise uh, studio quality and have interchangeable sound filters. And they come in a in a really cool box um, with okay, you know on. all sorts of different cords. And here I'll show you uh, with all sorts of different like cords. Um, you know, kind of different earbud, you know, sets. And, are and, and they wired all that.
0: or are they completely wireless, like the earbuds? They,
1: they are wireless,
0: like completely. Yes. Oh wow. They,
1: I mean, and, and they they beautifully wrap around your ear. Um, and apparently they have a higher resolution in CD quality, which is incredible to think. Yeah, about. what's a CD?
0: Hey, you know, <laughs> honestly, they're
1: outdated. But but if you if you put a CD in, you're promised really good quality. These headphones are even better than that. Man, which I, is which is tent- insane. Thousand dollars. Thousand dollar headphones. There
0: is, is. it because they're the only one on the market who's doing that?
1: They're they're very 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 um as some of my friends would say bougie. They're very kind of they're what, very futuristic what does looking. That even mean? It looks that it, it just it just bougie? means that they're awesome looking and that they oh. just have so many cool features. Um, they have amazing quality. Um, all sorts of different like bud settings you can put in. They um they're available online. For $999.95 and at select retailers. And
0: they're awesome. I would kill myself here, before here, I buy those includes
1: headphones. four sets of ear tips, three sets of spin fit ear tips, four interchangeable sound filters, including bass boost, boost reference sound, semi-high boost, and high boost, and cleaning tools. I mean, and all I guess different you like get cables and stuff. It, but man, like
0: I no. I mean, I'm poor, so I wouldn't do that. I but... will stick with my outdated Beats headphones right here for a <laughs> They're minute. using right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll stick with those. So <laughs> They're and...
1: also scratch resistant and a high gloss black color, which is scratch amazing.
0: resistant. Scratch resistant. Uh, I'll scratch guys. them all right. Oh I, I'm careless with my things. <laughs> uh, but no way, I'm not doing that. Um,
1: but, I think they're super cool. I mean, if, if you're rich, by all means, do it. But I'm not if rich. If you're rich, so. by all
0: means, do it. Um, moving on to myself, I actually – I don't know if this would be – it is considered tech in a, in a, a way. Um, for those who know what dbrand is, it's actually yes. a um, – I guess they were like a sticker company not really but it's like this 3m paper you can actually customize the back of your phone with these different you get uh different like skins or whatever you like to call it so they got like you know um they got this one that's called dragon like red dragon they got marble wood and you could just stick it on the back of your phone or your front or whatever you could customize it really make your phone personal which is what i like i haven't invested in it yet but i will mm-hmm. but they're actually they just released this product it's called the D-brand grip. And what it allows is because, you know, when you put this sticker on, you want to be able to show it because if you have a case on it, you can't see anything. But it's this case that goes just on the outer rim and it's military grade. And um it's uh it's ridiculous. So it just goes on the outside edges. It can't move. Down. I was watching the video. They were just throwing it like on tables, it wasn't budging. And they actually in the corners, they have this um Material. I don't remember what it was called, um, but it's in the corners. And what happens is it's protective. So it reacts differently when it's highly impacted. So, like, you know that slime where it's, like, slime, but if you, like, hit it, it's, like, hard. So this guy, I watched a review. He had this slime or this, this material that's, like, it looked like slime, but it wasn't, over his hand. And there was another guy who was whacking his hand with a hammer with that slime on. Nothing. He didn't feel a thing. So, that is like military grade that's in the corners, protect your phone. And I think that's interesting that, like, you know, we're going into a world with all this technology that, you know, even with this military stuff, like it's coming out more to the public slowly, you know. Um, and I think it's awesome that we're able to personalize our phones like that and do all that sort of stuff. And I think it's probably the best phone case I've actually seen out there. Um, it's not really intense and it's really affordable. It's like depending on what you get. I know the the stickers on the back ranging depending on how much you get like 15 bucks. I think the phone case is like your average phone case like 30 35 bucks something like that. Um, and like you can really customize your phone and have it all protected like that and I think it's a really good year for Dbrand. We are not sponsored by Dbrand. We do not have that by the way, but uh, <laughs> I just thought it was cool technology if you guys want to check into that. Um but that's all I got. Um, nothing big and fancy like your $1,000 headphones. Mine's, like, affordable for people like me. Oh, my gosh. God, Kyle. That's... Looking out for the uh, poor people over here, hey, the co- know, poor college kids. You know, honestly. I can't afford $1,000 headphones. Look out for me,
1: hey, Kyle. Hey, I, I can't either. You know, my, <laughs> though, if, if I were to try to buy those headphones, they're, those headphones are worth many more times than my they're bank account. They're worth, like, one
0: right class, dude. Yeah. Like, no. One
1: college class? Like, hell no.
0: But anyway, so you've been listening to a lot of music I've seen. Oh, um yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm and I really like your I actually don't like your music taste eh, it's a okay. little bit but I like it <laughs> and, and, and that's all that matters
1: what do you got what so you got? Um, a couple new singles uh, and uh, an actual full length project that I listened to recently because uh, as I detailed in the last episode I haven't really had a whole lot to do this break so I've just been kind of listening to music a lot um, oh, and it's you haven't had it's, a whole lot
0: to do <laughs>
1: oh. no honestly no I I've been the couch potato but um, <laughs> so so um, first, I want to say that um, this this rapper is not really known a whole lot uh, by the mainstream. You know, it's obviously not as popular as, you know, Drake or, you know, Travis Scott or a 21 Savage, who I'll actually reference here in a, in a few minutes. Um, a guy named Chris Webby. Chris Webby. Wow, I know who that is. Yeah, Chris Webby is a, is a rapper who has about 680,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, which sounds like a lot. But when you consider that, you know, Drake has like, you know, 29 million, you know, right. all these artists have like in the 20 millions, he, he's, he's really not that popular. But he released a full length album uh, called Wednesday. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this album is really, really good. It sounds really great. There's a lot of actual uh, social messages in here, too. Um, there is a song called Raw Thoughts in which he rips people on the left and the right. <laughs> he, he rips Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Uh, which I, I think can appeal to you know, unbiased, a lot of which people. Is good. Yeah, he's he's unbiased. Um, probably leans a little more to the left, but that's a that I mean that worked for me. You know, <laughs> I, I know, liberal and all. Um, but there's a lot of good songs on this on this album that that um that don't really adhere to the to the mumble rap kind of thing that we've gotten into. Um, there's a couple of really good songs. My favorite song on the album is called "Slow Down," featuring Annoyed and Jitta on the track. Um, this song is really good because it's got kind of like an unorthodox beat um, but it's, it's it flows really nicely um, also some other songs include uh, Friend Like Me Raw Thoughts I just said uh, Rookie of the Year Middle Ground and Dazed and Confused those are the songs I downloaded off the album and they are really good they're definitely worth listening to and I hope you guys uh, enjoy that again the name is Chris Webby W-E-B-B-Y so just make sure to listen to him uh, there is another song that includes Cardi B that I like in my uh, Cardi B uh, excursion yeah. uh, in the last couple of days. It is called uh, "Barty or Cardi." I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's called "Barty or Cardi." It's a song by Cardi B featuring Twenty One Savage, um, and this song is pretty good. I think it's it's got a pretty dope beat to it. If if you increase the bass level in your car, uh-huh. pretty sure the cops will pull you over. Uh, no. For how loud you are? No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, maybe actually. No. <laughs> this this song is uh is is really good. Um, it's I, I think it, it adheres to you know kind of like the modern style of rap that we're in right now. You know where it's you know mumble rap, uh, really heavy beats, and I, I think it's 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 pretty good. Um, and also there's a song called Stir Fry by one of my favorite rap groups called Migos. Migos! <laughs> oh, no, my God. Um, Migos, um, Cuevo, Offset, and Takeoff are legends in my eyes. They are amazing. They're from Atlanta. Um, so that song's good, too. It's called Stir Fry. Um, I, I mean, really, anything Migos drops nowadays is is gold, in my opinion.
0: Not liquid gold, because mm. that Vel- that's Velve- Velveeta cheese, I think. What are you it's talking the, about? The, you know the mac and oh, cheese? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. liquid mm-hmm. gold, so it's just maybe gold. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't take.
1: Uh, I think it's on. gold, but no stir fry. Definitely recommend. Uh, these are all pretty new, uh, pretty, you know, pretty new songs. I think Barty or Cardi actually uh, reached number five on the charts um, across <laughs> the country, <laughs> behind uh, Rockstar and me and Tony's favorite song, Finesse. Oh, Bruno so so yeah, definitely give those projects and songs listens because they are very very good in my
0: opinion. Awesome, awesome. So that's hip hop and whatever else Cardi B is with uh Kyle over there. Cardi B boy. So me. Um, I am going back to Black Sabbath. Um, oh, love Black Sabbath. But I'm going to be doing uh, the Dio years. Um, so, if many of you know, uh, Black Sabbath has switched their singer uh, a few times. Um, Ozzy was the first one, and then they integrated Dio, Ronnie James Dio, mm-hmm. after they kicked Ozzy out. Um, and they released a Heaven and Hell album, but then they released this album called The Mob Rules. And I think production-wise, musically, it is just great, you know, and I love Ozzy as Black Sabbath. He's the orig- he's the original singer. He's all that stuff. But Dio, a self trained singer, can hit these notes. I mean, he trained himself. I can, I can vouch for that. Right. He trained himself because he played the trumpet when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He trained himself through the breathing techniques to sing the way he does. And I think Dio is probably my favorite metal vocalist. Um. So just going down through the list, I would say um, the title track, "The Mob Rules," is awesome it is great and the they actually have because the album's a nine song thing uh, nine song track list but it's really eight songs because there is a uh, track four e5150 which actually spells out evil with the numbers and stuff um, leads into the mob rules it's like an extra added intro and it is wicked like especially when you're in the car and you can feel it so if you guys want, want to really experience the mob rules like completely listen to e5150 going into it because it seamlessly goes into the mob rules like there's no cut you couldn't even tell if you didn't know Like you would think it was just one song um i would definitely suggest uh e5150 into the mob rules uh falling off the edge of the world is another great hit it's all fast paced uh but if you want something a little darker or something this is probably one of my favorite Dio songs ever uh sign of the southern cross um and a lot of people mistake dio and uh and his lyrics to be demonic and satanic um but they're not. He's actually trying to warn you, like, hey, you know, there's evil out there. He's like, you don't want to be a part of it. But he uses that imagery to kind of, like, show it because it is part of the metal genre and stuff like that. But he's he's mainly trying to let you uh, stay away from it. Like, in the mob rules, he's like, if you listen to fools, the mob rules. Like, he's trying to ward you away from it, yeah. which I think is something interesting that you don't really hear I mean, quite too often when someone's, like, warding away from it but using that imagery. Um, But that's really what I have uh, for that. Uh, Black Sabbath, the mob rules with Dio. Uh, Fun fact about Dio, his Italian grandmother invented the uh, devil horns for yous that don't know, and it originally meant to... Keep away the uh, evil eye when someone like looks across you. If you were to turn it upside down, it's like the pitchfork stabbing the devil down that's back so cool. into hell. You know, which is wicked. So, yeah. but that's what I got. Um, the mob rules by Black Sabbath, but with a different singer, Dio. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving into our thought of the day, Oprah twenty twenty. Kyle, what do you think?
1: You know, this has potential to be my favorite thought of the day because <laughs> it's, it's so. Because everyone's talking about how um, Oprah delivered a, a very powerful speech um, just a couple days ago and at the Golden Globes and that I, I I listened to some of it and it was very powerful. I've always been a fan of Oprah I, I, I think she's been very good for television. I, I think she's um, you know donated a, you know, a lot of her money to charity. She is such a philanthropist she seems like shes you know a genuinely good person. And because of how powerful, uh, powerful her speech was uh, several nights ago, there have been people that have been uh, you know, rumoring that Oprah might try to make a run at the White House in, to, in 2020. Now, um, Oprah tends not to I've, – I've done my research, and she tends not to be political. She tends yeah. to focus on other things, but um, in, the, in, the, in the political statements that she has said – um, you know, in terms of the you know modern you know political contemporary issues like you know gun rights, gender equality, stuff like that, she she very much tends to be liberal, especially of in course. women's rights. Um, you know, she did endorse Hillary Clinton in, in the 2016 election. She did endorse Barack Obama in 2008 when he ran for the first time. Uh, she endorses gay rights. Uh, she takes a hardline stance on, on on gun control, on immigration, which are are very liberal stances. And f- for those of you who know me you would tend for me to think that you know, oh you know why wouldn't i want to support oprah for for 2020. i actually hope that she does not run and for for one issue i love oprah as a person i think she's very powerful and there's a reason why i called her the leader of, of the free world you know i mean i said that jokingly well, but, yeah, she's, but she's, she has she's, such an influence she's
0: immensely powerful
1: yes she's very powerful and she is such an empowering person and i i love her and I'm thankful that she endorsed Obama and Hillary Clinton, two people that I admire greatly. God. But, but I do I would not I, I I wouldn't vote for her in 2020, and for the the simple reason that we would be voting another person consecutively into office into the highest office in the world that has no political experience. We're talking about another person that has never held public office and no i mean i i'm not a fan of donald trump tony knows it everyone knows it i'm not here to I, i'm not making this point to you know try to disparage him i'm just saying that we the american people you know arguably the most powerful country in the world would be voting basically another reality tv star in office two of them in, in a span of four years assuming trump doesn't run again in, in you know in 2020 and I mean, we could be looking at a reality where, if he decides to run again and if he secures the you know the actual nomination, we could be looking at Oprah versus Trump. Whereas just ten years ago, we were actually engaging in serious political debate. You know, Obama versus McCain or Obama versus Mitt Romney. And years before that, you know, when it was you know George Bush versus John Kerry, George Bush versus Al Gore, actual politicians who have experience, who have held public office before. I think we're walking down a very dangerous path here potentially because uh, yeah. the the way that the country works right now Oprah would get a lot of support and oh, yeah. you know rightfully so because she's a great person, wonderful person. I think she's getting a lot of
0: support for the wrong reasons though.
1: But yeah, I I just I think mean, that we we would be we'd essentially
0: be voting another reality TV star in the yeah. office and I am not a fan of that at all. So I can't tell you that I can sit here and say, "Oh, I don't want Oprah." in the White House because she has no political experience. I can't sit here and say that because Donald Trump had no political experience and I still voted for him. Mm -hmm. So that is not the basis of why I think Oprah should not be president. I think Oprah, I actually like Oprah. I don't like her politics, but Mm -hmm. I think what she does is very great. I think she's very likable. She has everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, she does so much good things. And I, I, she has everyone, basically everyone likes her. Mm -hmm. So I think it would actually be bad for her to run because then you would have those people who would be like, what are you doing, and I actually turn against her. Even though I think she would have a good following, but, you know, I mean, it wouldn't hurt her, really, but, like, it's probably not a good thing socially uh, for her to do. Uh, but I did analyze her speech um, and kind of go on down to it, and I didn't like her speech, really. I, I thought some of it was good. I thought some of it was motivational, you know, as it does. Um, and as you said, she tends to lean more left- uh, but she really didn't say anything too political in her speech, which she did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a few things that I kind of have uh, fault with. Um, if I could quote some of her and it just, um, it just, some of it just didn't really make sense to me. And I think some people um, are so, which is fine. Some people are so disgusted with Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I believe so, uh, a good portion of these policies that he's been passing, I agree with uh, some, a lot of people are disgusted with him and just don't like him, whether they have a reasoning behind it or not, right? Because, you know, there's people out here who just don't like people just because whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the problem is that they're trying to jump on something else. They're like, okay, Hillary lost, right? Trump's here, what what do we got? And I think that's partially what it is. It's like they're jumping to the next thing. They're like, Oprah 2020, Oprah 2020, oh my God, oh my God. We have to get Donald Trump out of the White House, right? So I think that's part of it. And when you act so fast... Whether you're on the left or the right or if you're not even politically involved, when you act like that and just base everything off of emotion and you just want to react like that, I think it could cause problems. It can be very dangerous. I, I mean, we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. No matter what situation, if you just make a quick decision like that and you're just trying to get whatever going... It's better to be it, proactive than reactive. It's better. to yes, yes, it is better to be proactive than reactive, and I think that's really what's happening here. And I think we could probably both agree that the majority of the public is like... I mean, unfortunately, they just want a good portion of the public wants to get Donald Trump out of the office. Um, And I think they think this might be their solution. And I don't think that's the right way to go about things. Um, She did say a a few things that I uh, um, didn't like in her speech. like She she talked about speaking, you know, she said, uh, um, for speaking your own truth, you know, and... I don't agree with that. There's no such no such thing as your own truth. There is only the truth, and your opinion. I mean, I think we can agree on that. There is either the truth, basically the fact, or the opinion. So I don't think speaking your own truth is the right way to go about some things. And she was kind of very political in the end, which I don't agree with. But it doesn't mean I don't like her as a person or anything like that. Um, I just think that her speech was a little bit misguided and misunderstood. Uh, but I just don't. Th- I don't know why she would want to. I just, I don't know, politically, depending on what her policies are, I I don't know if she would be a good public figure. And I think you're right. Um, The only thing that Donald Trump had going for him, I mean, in fairness, is that he was a businessman. At least that's some sort of credential towards him, whether it be in politics or not. I don't know if Oprah has anything like that. I guess she kind of does, actually, within business like that, but not like how Trump has. So that's my opinion on that. Mm. Uh, But that's not the reason I don't think she would do good. I just don't think it's... I think it's a rational ir- irrational decision to make yeah. if people were to vote for her, i just don't think it would be the right decision um if, if for some reason trump didn't get the nomination it was someone else and then a third party i'd probably go third party <laughs> like you know um but that's what i got really on it it's not that i hate her or anything i just don't think that that's what we need i think if Trump wins the next election, after that, I think you know a, a real politician should be in the office, and I think yeah. we can agree. Even though I like Trump, not everything. I just think we we do need to get the foundations because then that means that, like you said, like sort of God, Justin Timberlake could go up in there and be like, "You don't want Justin Timberlake as your president." Like, yeah. let's just be real. Like anyone could just walk in and be. It, it loses its value. Yeah, I I'd, so. I'd
1: be I'd be more comfortable with with someone who actually has held office in the yeah. highest office because yeah. there's a lot of you know tensions and responsibilities that go along with it but
0: yeah but that's what we got tell us what you guys think on uh twitter instagram facebook or whatever we have those platforms there um but otherwise i'm tony cisco i'm kyle Kekka. and this is episode two of the winter edition and we are Perspectives.